The professional interests and personal priorities of our hosts result in regular child development coupled with educational and brain learning conversations. Join in as Dr. Larry Mercer and Michelle Charles bring their expertise before the microphone as part of an ongoing dialogue between this father and daughter duo on Let's Build Their Brain. of year is exciting and busy for those in education. It's also a busy time of year for those caregivers preparing to send kids off to school. I had 14 years of preparing an elementary classroom for a new school year. What has your experience been with this time of year, Dad? It's been 40 plus years of everything from being a parent and then uh, working in leading organs, serve children in public school settings and a non-charter public school and private Christian school. So I've seen educational development through the lens of a parent and special educator. It started more than 42 years ago. So as we are in this back to school season and time of year, we wanted to take some time to focus on things we can do to set our kids up for success. Well, as with many areas of life, it's important that we focus on what we can control in situations. I think those things that we can control when it comes to sending kiddos to school can significantly help or hinder a child as they go into the classroom setting. I think you're right. I think that parents and caregivers don't often understand how significant they are because I would offer the fact that may be the most important part of a child's education, certainly in the home, but even in the school, because the way the child they starts off makes all the difference in the world. So we're going to try and cover three broad categories in today's episodes when we think about what we can control. So what would you say is one of those things we can do to set our kids up for success? Well, you know, I want to offer a, a different kind of a spin on a phrase that's used often describing education. In fact, let me begin by asking you, when, when I use the term the three R's, what immediately comes to your mind? Think old school reading, writing, arithmetic? Is that what you mean? Yeah, so I want to offer three R's. I'll mention the first of three R's, but I want to offer three R's. Okay. Uh, re recreation and refueling. Parents and caregivers have a large influence on So I'll begin with the first R, and that is the R, rest. One of the most important things a parent or a caregiver can do is give a child a good night's sleep. Research says that a child between the ages of Six to 12, for example, should sleep nine to 12 hours. And kids between eight to 13 and 18 should sleep between eight to 10 hours per 24 hours. So sleep is very important. Research says that a lack of sleep has a great deal of impact on things like diabetes and heart disease. And it really affects the long-term benefit of a child's life. So sleep sleep is pretty critical. So you gave us the R of rest. What's that second R that we can control as we prepare to send a child off to school? We make sure the child has had a good night's sleep before they go to school. And when they come home, what happens when they come home is very, very important. Recreation or, or really recreation, which is where the, where the word comes from, is one of the most important things that a child needs. It's crucial for a child's uh, brain development. A child needs about an hour a day of recreation in order to be able to function most effectively. 
It boosts the blood flow all over the body, including to the brain. The brain gets enough blood flow. They're better concentrating. They have better uh, thinking skills. One research study, for example, showed that people who exercise more are sharper mentally. One study found that kids who scored higher on math and reading after exercise over 20 minutes, it's almost immediate. It increases the child's mood. They sleep well at night. It would ties back into our first R. Uh, so recreation is, is very important. What happens is when we go through stress, it damages the brain. And exercise actually reduces stress by, it places the brain into a state called homeostasis where it helps with balance of the body's chemistry. That makes perfect sense when we think about even adults needing that time after work to decompress and get themselves in to be able to have some relaxing time. So it makes sense that children need that as well and that that has impacts on their learning. In fact, one of the things that happens oftentimes, particularly with younger children, a lack of exercise uh, at home uh, means they're busy, <laughs> fidgety at school. It's better for us to schedule and plan it than for the child to plan it because they, they do it at the most inopportune times. And sometimes that means not being able to concentrate at school because they didn't get enough recreation at home. Well, what would be that last R you want to give us that we can do to make sure our child is ready to learn? Okay, so you made sure they had the rest before they went to school. They came home from the school. You gave them plenty of exercise to get those bodies moving. Well, then before you send them to school the next day, you got to refuel them. You got to refuel them. The brain is a just an energy-hungry organ comprised about 2% of the body weight, but it consumes more than 20% of the energy. And it's really, really important that a child is refueled with a healthy diet. Good nutrition is one of the most important keys to a child being able to function well at school. So parents should make sure that children start the day with the right fruit and whole grains. And in fact, what's really, really important is it's the right kind of nutrition. One study showed that elementary school children who had high consumption of snack foods and sweetened beverages, they scored lower on standardized tests and on the average those children didn't perform as well in school. So it's really, really important to not only give them rest and recreation, but the third R is making sure the child's refueled when they're on the way back to school for the next day of, of learning. I think about a I mean, a favorite of many. I know my little guy likes to have this on occasion and it's an easy breakfast food you're on the run that I've seen brought in that I've partaken of but I'm thinking of donuts and I'm thinking of walking in the door or getting that donut before the day not that donuts are bad moderation but maybe a thought would be flip that to an more of an afternoon treat or if you're getting that donut along with it maybe pair some type of protein very, very important and not give children those sugary, sweet, and those kind of things that they start the day because it really sets them up to have a more difficult time learning during the school day. Well, let's get into our brain building blocks with some practical and applicable ways to continue to grow their brains as we wrap up this time together. Speaking of foods, what's a brain-friendly food that you want to share with us today? What I would do is take us back to some basics. Let's say some good old-fashioned fats, omega-3 fats, and things like choline that comes in eggs. I would think about avocado. As a mother, how, how could you make avocado attractive to a young 
Well, I think the first thing would be giving it in super small quantity while you're introducing it initially so that it's not overwhelming to try and consume. And then I think the, the green color, pair it with or put it with other colorful items and just make it an assortment of, I think almost a tasting, a bite size of this, but also, ooh, I know you like grapes. I'm gonna put a whole bunch of grapes with it and one little bite of avocado, or I know you like apples or apples is something we eat. I'm gonna put some apples and one little bite of avocado as you try and introduce that into the diet. What you just did is very important because what you did is exercise creativity, variety, I think intentionality, we've talked about often, is so very important for a parent to make sure they're being very intentional because children don't always uh, get drawn to the things that are best for them. Find creative ways, attractive and appealing to them. So kudos to you for finding a way to make very helpful for, for for your little one. What would be a good phrase or conversation as we think about the start of a new school year to have with our little ones and young people? Let me let me try to convey an idea. I'm excited about what you're going to learn and how you're going to grow in new ways through the opportunities and challenges that come your way. I want you to embrace the opportunities and face the challenges. How could we take that idea of conveying to the child I'm excited about what you're going to learn. And I'm excited about how you're going to grow. And by the way, during the course of the day, you're going to be, you're going to be maybe facing some challenges as well as opportunities. Embrace the opportunities and face the challenges. What what would you say would be a good way for us to convey that that idea? Or do you think those those words are, are appropriate? I think those words fit on a a shorter in the moment, I guess, as the year goes on. A couple phrases that I find myself using with my guys that were sparked in your comments was, I'm growing my brain. And then another phrase, when it's a little more challenging sometimes, is reminding him I can do hard things. So letting him echo those phrases to me, I'm growing my brain. I'm getting more information here. And when it's not going as easily or as quickly and smoothly as might be anticipated, say, I can do hard things to encourage the persistence with it. I love the way you have always given these positive declarations for mindset of what can be done rather than what can't be done. And I think that would be most, one of the most important things to help the child with. You, you can face, you can you can enjoy this day. You can make this day happen. And instead of letting the day control you, you control the day, of course, within the right bounds of respect for those in charge. And I think that phrase you said of mindset is key. I know you, you've heard the term of that growth mindset mentality and trying to young people understand that, like you said, I don't have to be defined and controlled by things, but having that different kind of mindset, I think can make a world of difference. And I think that starts with the way the parent uh, or the caregiver starts the day, often based their mood on those who lead them and guide them. Final thought of fun activity is you're preparing to encounter new people, new environments and settings, thinking about rehearsing and role-playing introductions 
is a good way to prepare for those new interactions. Any closing thoughts you have for us? Just a reminder of how powerful and how significant a role we play as we lead our children. And we said it earlier, but a positive attitude to start the day will make all the difference in the world and the way the child goes into the world they're gonna face during the course of their full day. So face the day with a positive attitude and let that spill over to life of your, your young one. You often heard a good attitude is rather caught rather than taught. Spread a good attitude in the life of your child today. Well, join us next time. Please follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Stay connected with Let's Build Their Brain via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Let's Build Their Brain Pod and on Twitter at Build Their Brain. Thank you for checking back with us each Monday for a new episode. We hope you leave each podcast with practical and applicable suggestions to aid your endeavor of building the brains of the ones you love. Until next time, let's build their brain. Thank you.